Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with a Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to Coffee with a Doc. Hey, I wanted to touch on uh, the third principle in my vibrant lifestyle, which is proper rest. All six are proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. But I want to touch on proper rest, uh, kind of look at this from maybe a little bit different angle today. Most of us kind of believe, and I'm sure you do as well, that, you know, it's kind of important that uh, you get a good night's rest. But really, it's critical to our overall well-being, critical to our life, really. When you're not getting proper rest on a consistent basis, everything from your productivity, even your mood, just about every aspect of your life is negatively impacted when you don't get a good night's rest. And you've probably felt some of those consequences of uh, insufficient sleep, if you will. Maybe you were a little irritable, uh, felt a little tired by the end of the day. Maybe your attention span wasn't quite what it should be and you were more easily uh, distracted. And maybe some of your decision-making was a little more challenging if you got a poor night's sleep maybe a couple nights in a row. So those are some obvious things that I think you and I have uh, both experienced, but some research into improper sleep or lack of sleep on a consistent basis affects your health in many other ways. can actually cause you to gain weight, can impact your blood pressure, causing higher blood pressure, contributes to some cancers, heart disease, even contributes to a higher risk of stroke, diabetes, uh, bone density, and again, your mood which means that you can be more irritable and much more prone to depression when you're getting insufficient sleep on a regular basis. But some other issues that researchers have found, it affects our ability to learn. It affects our memory, our alertness, how we concentrate throughout the day, our ability to make proper judgments, our ability to problem solve, and even our reasoning can be impacted by improper sleep. That's some pretty amazing negative consequences, if you will. So suffice it to say, uh, that is why this is one of the six principles of my Vibrant Lifestyle program, proper rest. I've talked about all of them. They're all very, very important. Um, Any one of them, uh, if uh, insufficient, is like the spokes of a wagon wheel. Your whole wheel is weakened if you have one spoke that's weak. So this spoke of proper rest is vitally important. So we're going to talk today a little bit about uh, uh, some some techniques, I guess, some tips on how to get a, a better night's rest. Uh, there's some easy ones, and then we have to be a little more creative in, in some other situations. But also, how do you determine what is the right amount of sleep for you? And that's a question that always comes up. Someone's asked, well, how much sleep do I really need? 
you know, everybody is different. Somewhere between six and eight hours is probably uh, sufficient, but everybody's different. Some people may need a little bit more than that. Some people may need a little bit less than that. So let's take a look at it, uh, some of the uh, ins and outs of getting a proper night rest and what happens during the night while we are resting. And, and I think that's the key thing. Uh, there are certain things that need to take place. There are cycles that you go through, different, uh, different cycles of sleep throughout the course of your night. Of your uh, night. If any of you have a, a Fitbit, I don't know if the uh, iWatch does this as well, but I know my Fitbit, it does monitor my sleep. And it monitors the cycles that I go through from deep sleep to light sleep to REM sleep. And different things need to take place uh, scientifically in those different activities or there's different areas of sleep uh, for us to uh, have the positive outcome from sleep. So we need to have all of those. So that means we need to have the proper equipment. We need to be sleeping in the proper environment uh, for us to get a good night's sleep. But let's start out with, you know, talking about how do you determine what or how do you determine how much sleep you actually need each and every night? There's kind of a little formula I ran across online. It talks about you know starting out and going to going to bed at nine o'clock, and then just allowing yourself to wake up on your own and see what time that is. Now the amount of sleep that you need also is dependent on the other five of the principles that are laid out in my vibrant lifestyle. So in other words, if you're getting proper exercise and you're eating well, mental, emotional, and spiritually, you're doing well, you have good structure and you've purged toxins, you're going to need the least amount of sleep each and every night. If you're lacking in any of those other five areas, you may need more sleep each and every night. So uh, you start out uh, by uh, by hitting the bed at 9 o'clock. Well, maybe that seems unrealistic to you. Uh, maybe you have uh, kids who you need to put to bed and, and you, you'd find it real difficult to get to bed at 9 o'clock. Whatever it is, maybe it's 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock um, that you go to bed. Uh, make that consistent for a week. Get to bed on time. Uh, do not set your alarm if that's possible. And if you got to get up kind of early and go to work or get the kids off to school, then you're going to have to get to bed earlier so that you can get adequate sleep so that you can wake up on your own and not be late for work or late getting the kids off to school. So we need to do this for a week to kind of figure out and get a good idea of exactly where you are. Now, for me, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I just have an internal clock, but I have not set an alarm clock for years. I wake up usually somewhere between 5 and 5.30 in the morning, and, and it doesn't seem to matter so much what time I go to bed. I still am going to wake up between 5 and 5.30. So I don't know if I just have that internal clock that wakes me up at that particular time because it's not light out yet, so it's not, I'm not waking because light is starting to come into my bedroom. <clears throat> but initially, this will kind of help you out figuring that out. So whatever that time is, uh, if you notice, uh, you 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 wake up uh, uh, before your alarm clock. You know you've probably gotten the amount of sleep that you need to get. So let's say you've you've got to get up and get the kids. You do set your alarm clock. If your alarm clock wakes you up, uh, 
and you went to bed at 9 o'clock, then maybe you need to get to bed a little bit earlier than that. But you need to be consistent for a week's period of time. Still set the alarm clock. I, I may have misspoken a little bit earlier, but set the alarm clock so you're not late if you need to get to work or get the kids off to school or you have something that you have to do at a certain time in the morning. But if you're if that alarm clock is consistently waking you up, keep going to bed 15 minutes earlier until you wake up just prior to your alarm clock going off. And whatever that time of going to bed was, you then try to consistently do that for the remainder of the week because at the end of the week you want to take or at the end of a period of time where you figured out uh, uh, what time you need to get to bed so that you wake up on your own naturally without the alarm clock. You take that average of how much you have slept and that's how much you need to get a proper night's sleep for you. Kind of interesting, but I think that that will help a great deal. But if you think about it, rest uh, is built into the way we were created. On a daily basis, we need X amount of rest. But guess what? On a weekly basis, we need a day of rest as well. I've talked about this uh, previously here on Coffee with a Doc, having a, a day of rest and worship, if you will, uh, where we connect uh, with our Creator. And I think this is very, very important, is that we have a, a day where our brain can can kind of turn off, so to speak, of the busyness that all of us experience on a week-to-week basis. I don't know about you, but each and every one of my days are, are kind of jam-packed, uh, and uh, it gets busier and busy, very, very stressful. And we need to kind of unplug from that on that one day a week where we can unwind, let our, our, let our thoughts catch up and our mind catch up, and reconnect with our Creator. So maybe you're one that's uh, had some challenges recently, uh, getting a good night's rest. Maybe you've changed jobs or changed schedule. There's been some things in your life that have been impacting your overall rest. Well, we've got to treat our body properly. Our body will tell us what we need. So we need to give it kind of what we need. As I mentioned previously, if you're not getting proper exercise, not eating well, or you have other physical issues, maybe you have a lot of toxins in your body, all of those things will negatively impact your sleep. This is why I'm always emphasizing, focusing, and working on all six of my of the principles in my vibrant lifestyle because they all kind of are intertwined. So we are lax in one. It seems to negatively impact one of the other areas. So that's especially true when it comes to our sleep. I've run into some folks who intentionally try to cut back on their sleep for whatever reason, and it usually doesn't work out too well in the end uh, because you just can't maintain that. It's not sustainable to... Uh, continually deprive yourself of sleep. It starts to negatively impact everything else. But here's a few tips uh, on on how all of those other aspects of uh, my vibrant lifestyle uh, work in. Uh, exercising properly helps you to get a good night's rest. Statistics show us that people that exercise regularly tend to get a better night's sleep. Well, how can that possibly be? Well, when you exercise, uh, different hormones are released in your body that that help us, and they actually help us with sleep. Uh, you don't want to exercise right before going to bed. Uh, I've seen uh, some studies that show exercising even six hours before bed can 
contribute to some insomnia. I personally uh, don't have that particular issue, so it's one of those things that you kind of have to find out for yourself. How close to bedtime can you exercise um, before it uh, negatively impacts uh, your sleep? But keep your uh, your sleeping area you know, uh, the way that you like it. We had an issue in our in our bedroom. My wife and I slept in the spare room. My wife likes the mattress in the spare room, and it was not my friend. Uh, so after about a week of it, I said, I, I cannot sleep in this bed any longer because uh, it was contributing to a, a really poor night's sleep. Uh, some other things uh, researchers have found that, uh, you know, like watching TV, being on your computer right up to bedtime, things like that can negatively impact your sleep. It's the effect on the brain, what electronics do on the brain. You know, that's kind of the, the issue. Uh, getting a good set of sheets on your mattress uh, or sheets or blanket. Uh, my wife likes a little bit different, again, than, than I do. I don't like a blanket. She really likes having a blanket, you know, on her at night. Uh, so these things become very, very important, finding out what works best for you. Uh, but once you find that, you know, you kind of you kind of stick with it. Make your bed, make your bedroom uh, what's going to help you uh, get a good night's rest. But going to sleep at the, at the same time, having a routine, if you will, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, and the key is what you got to figure out that kind of winds you down, basically, and prepares your body to fall asleep easily. So there's a lot of things that can interfere with that. Obviously, uh, caffeine is one of those. So drinking caffeinated beverages, coffee, tea, cola, you know, that type of thing. Even nicotine is a, is a stimulant. So for those smokers or those that use the uh, smokeless uh, cigarettes now, uh, utilizing them before bedtime can impact your ability to get to sleep. Uh, so you don't want to do that. Uh, you want to kind of stay away from those particular products. Anything that can interfere with your ability to get to sleep. Now, those of you with uh, small children, obviously, uh, I remember when our kids were little, uh, they were there were a night here and there that you just didn't get a, a good night's sleep. Uh, one of my patients recently, uh, they have a newborn, and, and within a few months, the, the child was sleeping all the way through the night. And I, I said, don't tell any of your other friends that have little kids that age that yours is already sleeping through the night because uh, somebody's going to be upset with you. Uh, that's not normal. <laughs> but, um, you know, work that out. Uh, you know, if you're constantly uh, not getting a good night's sleep because of your child being up during the night. I know this is a, a kind of the norm. Try to work that out with A, your spouse or other family members to maybe come by and help you out once in a while and let you get a good night's rest periodically because that accumulation of sleep deprivation really continues to cause a lot of, uh, of, of health issues, if you will. So uh, that's a that's a big big one with kids. Uh, don't have your kids sleeping in bed with you. And, uh, get them in their own bed as soon as possible. Make that the norm. Uh, your kids sleeping in their bed all night long, the norm versus sleeping in your bedroom and or certainly in your bed with you. Uh, don't do that. It's detrimental to them and to your health as well. Now, some of you may have some actual health conditions that uh, prevent you from having a good night's rest. Maybe it's an orthopedic issue, your back, your shoulder, etc. Make
make sure you get that condition taken care of, taken care of properly so you can get a good night's sleep. Do not depend on sleep medication to sleep every night. If you're doing that, something's not right. That's not a normal night's sleep. So I uh, highly urge you to get that taken care of, get that looked into, whatever it is that's keeping you up at night. Sleep medication does not get you into the cycles of sleep that you really need to. Your body does not regenerate properly when you're on sleep medication during the night. Now here's an issue that uh, I'm going to cover in depth next week on next week podcast and that's sleep apnea. There's a few other uh, conditions that kind of fall under that. Uh, but sleep apnea in, in essence is where uh, you're, you're not getting proper oxygenation during the night because you're stopping breathing. The two biggest kind of causative factors are uh, being somewhat overweight, and that doesn't have to be a lot overweight, but also the muscles uh, that involve breathing and that whole area there uh, become lax as you get a little bit older. So sleep apnea is a huge problem, contributes to a great number of health conditions, but it all falls under this getting a, a proper night's sleep. We're going to take a look at what are some ways to take care of that sleep apnea problem. How do you know if you have it or not? Kind of give you some clues to that, but you really need to get that checked out. Well, I hope uh, this has been of some benefit to you here on Coffee with a Doc, getting a proper night's rest very, very important. It's one of those six big areas that we focus on in the wheel of health. Proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. Again, if you want to get a hold of me uh, personally and contact me on my personal email, which is gsspine at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Dr. Glenn Schaefer with Coffee with the Doc.